0: Welcome back to the Master of None podcast where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast as well as informing as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax and listen and enjoy the show. Conspiracy theories are often a very interesting way to um, categorize bits of information as it relates to narrative or stories. We first see the word conspiracy theory related to after the assassination of JFK, and from there it became a very, very normal topic. That's probably one of the biggest, I mean, that is one of the a subcultural aspects of the president being assassinated. It is so strong that it created a new part of vocabulary. I think sometimes when we think about conspiracy theories as a whole, it almost equates back To that old-timey feel, almost telling stories around the campfire of what if, what could be, and almost allowing your imagination to captivate you, to take you to a different place, a different point in time, to understand maybe that there's other things in this world that maybe we just don't understand. I think back to a childhood memory I have of when my dad first told me about UFOs. See, my father was on the radio, and he was in a remote location in northwest Arkansas with my mother. I had not been part of the picture yet, and they were sitting in a front porch, and all of a sudden something rose out of the field, sounding like a vacuum cleaner. It was a really interesting thing. You know, for them it was kind of like they had to stop and look at it, and they were concerned potentially they saw a UFO. Well, my father at the time had a popular radio show called Heard It Through the Grapevine. and It was almost like this show where you could call in and potentially tell on your neighbor's Talk about who was who, maybe like, John's over there with Mary last night, I saw him at 10 p.m. kind of thing. Well, you know, one of the things that came out of it was the discussion of those UFOs, of those aliens. So when we think about the world, and and essentially, to back up a little bit, um, that a lot of people had saw what my father and mother had saw that evening as well, and actually put it on the radio. I think about that, and that probably generates me and puts me in a different mindset, because at a young age, I was always told of different narratives, different alternatives of information. And today, I did a deep dive on a popular place where the mind wanders. The mind wanders, and there's a lot of conspiracy theories. And today, I will be talking about the continent of Antarctica. So Antarctica in itself is a really interesting location if we just look at the geographic range of it. Probably one of the most least populated, the least remote, and least inhabitable places on the face of the planet. I think probably what's interesting when we think about Antarctica in itself is it is a no-fly zone. Probably we do not have charter flights that fly over it. Delta, United, those airlines will not be flying over Antarctica As a result of a potential danger area, there's a no-fly zone. And Antarctica is not not considered a no-fly zone because it's not illegal to fly over Antarctica. However, there's no reason to fly over Antarctica because it's not the way to any airports because it's not an independent country. And also, it doesn't go quicker if you fly over. But we do get situations where we can fly over the Arctic. Um, And when we talk about the flying over it, it's just to make it relevant that it's isolated. I mean, and if we look at kind of the casualty rate of Antarctica, you know, according to Wikipedia, in 1819 is when we had the first shipwreck that took 640 f- fatalities, um, and this was of a Spanish ship called the Santamur Then 1979. We had a plane wreck in um, then 1919, and then it's 19, yeah. so it went from 1819 19 to 1719, we had a Seventeen, golly, I'm having a moment. Just give me a second here. Nineteen seventy nine. Um, there we had a plane accident of two hundred and fifty seven people, and then two thousand nineteen we had an aircraft of thirty eight, another shipwreck, another aircraft, aircraft, shipwreck. The point I'm trying to make is ships and air air aircrafts have a hard time there, you know, and a lot of crashes happen, and a lot of and. It results in fatalities. The last situation we had is one person had a situation off the Drake Pass where one rogue, rogue wave took him down. So it's it's a harsh climate to operate in um, as a pilot of any means. But when we say that, it's when I'm saying that, it's really put the context of what we're dealing with. When we look at Antarctica as a whole, the reason why it's so cold is the fact that the sun doesn't really ever touch it the same way it touches other countries. So this is what makes the conspiracy theory so interesting, in my opinion. There's a lot of different stories that go to and break it down from that aspect. But one of the most interesting ones actually arrived in 2016. In 2016, it was reported that there was, in fact, pyramids in Antarctica, in the Ellsworth mountain range. And these pyramids stand taller than Giza, and there was a lot of conspiracy theories that resulted of it. Some were saying that they were built by UFO spaceships and it was tied to a potential theory that it's tied to other pyramids around the world that creates a potential energy wave. Another theory is potentially the Nazis built it as a means to escape any retribution for World War II because it was believed that there was a ship actually in Argentina two months after the war and potentially went out there. But needless to say, there's a lot of conspiracies relating to it. The, the, if you look at the actual pyramids in the photos they have online, it's really interesting how um, it's being portrayed because if you look at it in certain ways, it, it does look like a pyramid. Now, I don't think there's ever been an expedition there to prove it's a pyramid otherwise, but we're looking at a lot of geospatial imagery, which we didn't have, you know, maybe 25, 15 years ago. And a lot of this imagery, we have to remember, is always tied to Google, NGA, the National Geospatial Organization, NOAA, looking at different um, locations within Antarctica. What I find to be so interesting is that they say that the mountains or maybe were built or potentially, I guess, the Egyptian pyramids were built 4,000 years ago, and it's believed that Antarctica has been covered in snow and ice for 40 million years. So what's really interesting is what would have potentially happened in Antarctica if there was people actually living there. And it goes back to a um, an explorer a long time ago by the name of Robert Scott, Falcon Robert Scott, and he embarked on a journey to Antarctica. And another conspiracy arose about photos from Falcon Robert Scott of taking pictures of actual Ancient cities, ancient pyramids, um, a whole different society that could have been there, and a lot of people equate it to the no fly zone and the fact you can't fly over Antarctica. but if we look at the data that I proved to you just a little bit ago and it's it's very, very dangerous to fly over it, so some people believe potentially this is what they're hiding well, whenever we look at kind of the pictures and some of the information and content, a lot of it is believed to in fact have been not true, you know, and a lot of this is actually going around TikTok, giving you that same old feeling of what is going on within these environments and how is it tied to a conspiracy theory? In my opinion, I think that there's um, a lot of people who like to joke on the internet, but when I tell you there's stories about it, I mean, there's, there's sites on it and, and there's so much information about it that it really captivates the imagination because in my opinion, you don't have a lot of information on it. Now, one thing that people talk about a lot is Tiberia, which is kind of this um, society that created maps, potentially built a lot of different things like the like um, the Eiffel Tower. A lot of things were tied to it. I did a podcast on it before, but if we look at the Tiberian map, it shows um, Antarctica as a lot bigger landmass than it actually is, touching even South America, closer to Africa, Closer to Indonesia, so they have a whole kind of approach to it, and this might seem strange, but there is just there's a there's a long history of projecting these fantasies about what's happening within the Arctic, and it's believed that the beginning ages of the fifteen hundred of Ti- Tiberia or or this kind of in this lost society, which is making maps, found it. So then you have different situations like that. One that is probably really interesting is to me, I mean, they're all interesting, but if we also look at what is known as the Bear Mower Glacier, Bear Moor Glacier, I'm going to go ahead and play a little video for you to kind of give you an understanding of it. So after listening to that, it kind of gives you. In 1995, a naval engineer stationed at the McMurdo Station in Antarctica revealed that he had been covering up something this whole time. Well, you see, while transporting supplies and crew members to sites around Antarctica, he and his crew reported seeing circular crafts flying about an area called Beardmore Glacier. However, they were never allowed to investigate further, as the area around it was supposed to be a no-fly zone. On one occasion, they received an emergency immediate extraction for an injured crew member. The captain knew they wouldn't make it if they used conventional flying routes and decided to fly through the Beardmore Glacier to pick up the casualty. However, upon entering the no-fly zone, they saw a giant hole the size of a football field that led below the ice. Eventually, they rescued the injured crew member, but upon returning to McMurdo Station, they were met by a man dressed in all black that told them, What you saw at the pole, you did not see. When you think about Antarctica, it's nearly twice the size of Texas. So... You know, it's considered to be really a pretty big environment. It's, r- okay, so, but then when I look at this, it says, is which country in Antarctica compares to size? And this is actually saying it's roughly the size of the United States and Mexico combined. So whenever we look at the size of Antarctica, and this is according to the NASA site, what they're saying is Antarctica is roughly the size of the United States and Mexico combined. Completely covered in layers of ice, the average more than one mile in thickness, but is near three miles thickness in place. So if you look at kind of, if the United States could overlay over Antarctica, almost going coast to coast. So if you drove from California to potentially the the end of um, Antarctica, even if you were to drive it in the same type of capability, it would take you over 40 hours. So whenever we think about it, obviously known as the South Pole, whenever you're in the South Pole, pole it closes all always north. Now what's really interesting is you have even situations going back to Edgar Allan Poe narrating different aspects of Antarctica. There's so when we go back to the Bear Mount Cave, it's actually believed that this potentially could be a entrance into Hollow Earth, where there could be UFOs, people living, spaceships coming out, and things of that nature. And that's really the concept of it being a Um, conspiracy theory, is that because it's limited, because there's a no-fly zone, because it's so remote, could people be flying, or could UFOs be flying in and out of Antarctica? As a result of this too, we have the pyramids, but we look at Robert Scott, Falcon Robert Scott going there, they determined that they did find some ancient artifacts that indicated there could be something living there. Not a lot of detail on it, but pretty vague. And scientists have done studies and determined that there is microorganisms that once were under the ice that potentially could present a situation that there was actually a rainforest that took place in Antarctica. So, what's going on there? Well, if we think that it's a result of not having ice, you know, the message really is what could have happened to allow these situations to take place where people could build pyramids on it, or there could be a potential portal. I think the story is a really interesting one. But I think whenever you look at it, what comes to mind is what happened there and what's going on. And I think sometimes as a result of it, like those campfire stories, it captivates the imagination. To think anything could live in an environment that is negative 22 Celsius, which I think at some point in Celsius and Fahrenheit become the same, so I think that's close to negative 22 degrees on average I mean if we look at the seven month if we look at the seven day um, weather of Antarctica I mean it's cold it is cold with the you know in some days I think it gets down to negative 50s and the high is negative 20 Celsius which what could have lived there well if you did have a civilization living there then something would have transpired within the weather that maybe we don't know Maybe there was, it was a warmer climate there at some point and something would have happened. Maybe if that was the case, it would almost like the Earth's axis would have had to move. There would have been a different trajectory because the reason why they say there's no snow on Antarctica is a result of the sun not touching it. So it makes me really wonder why. Um, So sometimes I feel like it is a story of captivating the imagination. Within this episode, I wanted to talk about it because it's something that's really, really fascinating and when people talk about it, it makes you wonder. I mean, they're putting in almost every conspiracy theory. It even relates to flat Earth, because in flat Earth, what they believe is the whole world is surrounded by Antarctica. And no matter where you go, you will touch this snow ice barrier. Um, but we do have the geospatial data to indicate maybe we know what it is. And maybe sometimes the Internet does turn into these late night campfire stories that captivates the people's imagination. But needless to say, we still don't know what those pyramid shapes are, you know, and people haven't been to the, the bear more um, interest to indicate what that is. I can look at it. I've looked at it on Google Maps and I can see that there is a mountain range there, but I can't provide any indication if there's a hole that goes in and out. And there's multiple stories that tie into maybe potentially people flying there, getting stuck, like equivalent to the auto you heard. But needless to say, whenever you look at Antarctica, understand it's becoming a popular topic online for potential conspiracy theories. And I just wanted to give you a little more information on it and inform you. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll get back to you tomorrow.